Turn lights over. Turn lights over down. What? Squad is back. Yo, 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 what's good, up? Good. Podcast. Everything hove 24-7. No, I'm just playing. But uh <laughs> <laughs> man, how y'all doing? Doing all right, man. How you doing? I'm doing Feeling cool. good, bro. I can't complain. I'm good, homie. Yes, Chill. sir. So um, you know, well, we'll get to we'll get to some so we got a few topics to talk about this or this time. Uh, I know last time we just did the Magna Carta review, and uh, I still haven't went back to Magna Carta thinking that I, I kind of wanted to go back, but I still haven't. It's still kind of the same to me, kind of like yeah, just in the in the atmosphere, you know, like it's just hmm. still not my favorite. But Kurt, you wasn't there, so you got anything to say about I Magna wasn't. Carta before we dive into other shit? I mean. Magna Carta was not one of my favorite albums also. It was on the production side because, you know, it was Timbaland, Swiss Beats, Travis Scott. You know, you had the whole, basically the, almost the same cast song that he has on volume two, which we're about to review tonight uh, to a certain extent. But um, some of the songs weren't relatable at first. And then I realized, you know, Jay, he dropping game and putting us up on stuff that, you know, that we're just now getting on in 2020 um, because if you look at how the culture is now, we're in an artistic um, renaissance right now. And he was talking about art and things of that nature back then. That was what, seven years ago when that album dropped. So, so yeah. Um, yeah. I like the album, but it just wasn't one of my favorites. Mm. <laughs> I can fuck with that. Y'all had some hot takes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the BBC hot take was funny. <laughs> <laughs> we ain't gonna live that down. Like, oh, man. Yeah, I, I, still can't, man. I still can't with that one. That's... <laughs> I hadn't even thought of that until you said something about it. I was like, this man wildin'. <laughs> and I wasn't crying to I was just saying, you know, like, hey. it, you know, it was just, that was just back to what time it was. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of art, you know what I'm saying, or moving to Jay-Z, Rock Nation, not Jay-Z, but Rock Nation, formerly Rock, well, not formerly, but, you know, uh, officially Rock Nation. They opened up a school in Long Island, and it's about, uh, what, what, what's the school focus again? Music? Their main art. focus is music, sports, Business. and entertainment. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and they actually partner with Long Island University, and it's going to be based in Brooklyn. Yeah. Okay, y'all think this is a is a good move? You think it's like kind of like something that's gonna be like a flash in the pan? Think it's gonna help the community, or is it just something that something another thing for Hope to do to check off the list? I mean, I think it's a dope idea because you don't have too many schools catering to black youth, um, showing them how to navigate these industries. Honestly, um, you have like production schools like Full Sail down in Orlando for music producers, and then like you got Juilliard and stuff like that for, you know, the artistic kids and stuff like that, but nothing catered directly to, you know, the hip hop industry 
R&B um, and sports and entertainment. So I think it's very dope that, that he's doing this. Okay. Like I think were, it's, uh, I think my, it's my something brother. that's going to be special for the fact that it's another way um, to help change the narrative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just to, you know, just to create something that, you know, even if you don't like it, yeah, the fact that you saw him do it, you could say, all right, well, what, what could my idea be? And then, and then you could run with that. You know, uh, sometimes I think we just need to see other people do something that maybe we didn't think was possible in order to, you know, make our dream possible. So, you know, even if, so yeah, so to me, if, if, I think it's just dope to show other people that to continue to go for what they what they want to do. Okay. I think it's um I think it's a good thing for for the youth going forward looking at the future and I think that you know we were in our generation taught that you know you got to go to college, you got to get a bachelor's, you got to get a master's, you got to get all these credentials from these schools to do things that you may not even have wanted to do. And I think that the message that's changing with, with the youth today is kind of changing towards following what you want to do. Don't necessarily follow a diploma if that's not exactly where you want to go. Kind of, you know, there, there's a different feel for going for what you really want in your dreams and things like that. And I think of a school that caters to these types of subjects that, you might not easily find in other schools just gives a different outlet for kids to follow their dreams in a different way where you might not, you can't go to Harvard and find those things, you know? So um, I just think it's, I think it's different. And I think it's for, you know, for me, when I, when I will talk to my son about, you know, what you want to do in life, if your passion is something that's along those lines, there's a different way to pursue it now where it wasn't there before. So. I think it's, I think anything like that where you can kind of expand on helping people get to where they want to be and it, maybe it's not the traditional route, it's always going to be good to be able to tell those kids, follow what you want to do and it might not take you to Harvard. It might be a different school or a different path and this could be one for those kids that didn't want to do, you know, the Harvard route or, you know, just the basic college route. So I think it's, I think it's an awesome way to expand. And I feel like those kind of topics aren't like, just like you said, aren't like flash in front of you. Like you see like yeah. managers and, and I'm thinking like, well, how did you become a manager? You know, like, yeah. you know, saying like, or how did you become like, you know, like this, like uh, a producer, like a uh, uh, executive or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Cause, because like, yeah, you can go to college, you can get a, you know, you can get a, a you know, um, a business degree or an MBA, but it's like, but it's like, you know, those things are like so general. It's like, you know, like how do you get into the game? You know, it's not focused enough on these industries. Yeah. You yeah. Know, it's focused enough on like you being like exploited. Like, yeah, you can yeah. rapper. <laughs> yeah. You know, you know say like, give me my, you know, saying, um, you know, you know, say my money up front and then I get the rest. But like, set up, but if you want to be somebody who's behind the scenes, you know, like it's kind of hard to, to get in that game, unless you was like, like, like I see a lot of people who like, you know, like I'm like, okay, my man's rap. So because my man took off, he's going to bring me with him and I'm just going to be a manager. And, and some, sometimes that shit works. Sometimes. Yeah. It don't. Trying to learn on the fly. Yeah. Type of stuff. You know, like I see that more than anything. And now with this like program, 
you would like like I feel like you can kind of learn like just the game like from a different angle, you know? Yeah. And hopefully, yeah, I, go ahead. I was going to say, I think it's definitely going to be interesting to see because it's going to like, hopefully it'll be courses like, you know, how to be an A&R, something like that, which being an A&R is, you know, you got to know what talent is for one, but, you know, giving you the tools on how to manage and how to, you know, interact with that talent and stuff like that. So, you know, I, I think it's going to be tight. And to, and to add to that too, kind of what, uh, what everybody's mentioned is, you know, like how do you become a producer or how do you become an A&R? How do you get in the business? Because I think sometimes another thing is, is, you know, kids want to be what they see. So kids see rappers, they see people making money, but real talk, everybody can't rap. And even though we have people that, you know, will say um, aren't good rappers or whatever, they still have maybe a gimmick or something that allows them to to still navigate that world, even though it may not be, you know, a bar heavy like Jay-Z level, they still know how to navigate that world. And everybody can't do that. Everybody can't navigate that world. So there has to be other positions. You know, there has to be other spaces where you can be, you know, and you you see it from the Leora Cohen's, Kevin Lyles, and you can go down the list of 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 hell, even um Russell Simmons, you know what I'm saying? Yep. His, you know, Rev run raps, but Russell didn't, you know what I mean? But, and yet Russell still built a, a, a company that, that showcased some of, you know, rap history's greatest talents, you know? So it's, I, I think this can show another avenue that, like I said, gives our, gives our black youth something else to think about because everybody's not going to play ball. Everybody's not going to be a rapper or whatever. You you might be a producer or an engineer. Now, Guru is with Hove all the time. You know what I mean? Like, and and he's widely respected. You yeah. know, and he he don't make raps or anything. Exactly. That's real. You think this was like a a way to like counteract culture vultures? Mm. Like, because I feel like a lot of people like there's there's a lot of white people in hip hop. Who, who I perceive to be like suburban, you know, like suburban people who just really had the access to like, you know, to be a little bit in the street and a little bit in the suburbs. And I was able to, oh. you know, bullshit yeah, I feel what you're to, the, to the top. And now I'm the, I'm, I'm a, I'm a stakeholder in the game. So like, I remember I was watching, um, I interview on Hot 97, and no disrespect to anybody, I swear, I swear, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just speaking my, speaking my truth, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, the lady who did the Double XL freshman cover, I think she was the owner or the editor, or she was somebody high on Double XL. She was an older white woman, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure she, she did her thing, whatever. But I felt some type of way when I seen that she was talking so greasy about like rappers who deserve to be on it and deserve to not be on. I just felt like it mm. just didn't sit right with me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm not, I'm not trying to, you know, start anything, but I just feel like when you make money off a certain demographic, that, that same representation should be everywhere. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's how I feel. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It, it's kind of like, you know, the NBA, NFL, you know what I'm saying? It's kind of like, 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 like it, it won't, it won't seem right until we have the same representation of, of the people who are making the money 
the same reputation people were getting the money. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So do you right. think this program Jay-Z is opening is trying to, you know, curb the culture vultures per se? Mm. When you say that, you meaning like put more people into those positions that look like the uh, actual yes. Yeah. I mean I can definitely see that. Okay. I didn't I before you said that I wasn't thinking on those terms, but I can yeah. definitely see that though. <laughs> I definitely wasn't thinking along them terms too, but I could see it. Um, I, I feel the same way you feel, dog. Like every time I read articles from Complex or some type of music review magazine, and I go look at the person who wrote the article, and it's some white kid who probably don't know too much about hip hop. I'm like, mm, yeah, kid. <laughs> so, yeah, you you keep doing you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but um <laughs> but yeah yeah i mean yeah that's a good point that you brought up dog because i never really thought about it like that but um another thing that article had brought up he's um also reaching back to the younger kids and providing resources to them and um doing like school camps in the summertime for kids ages to 10 to 18 that focus on music and sports management as well so he's he's deep in, dipping way back <laughs> yeah and it's not just for kids that's about to enter college. You know, he's trying to hit them, you know, at that early age before they can get into, you know, trouble right. and whatnot. I got, a, I got a question for everybody, though. I saw in an interview with 50, uh, he said this a couple times now. Um, he said, uh, you know, with hip hop, we've given access to white people. Like they were talking about in, in he was talking about more so in the conversation about Takashi 69 so you know because they were everybody talks about you know him snitching and you know that's not real nigga shit whatever and he was like hip-hop has given access to people to be close to something without having to actually live that lifestyle right and so you can you can listen to trap music without ever having to be in the trap you can listen to you know gangster music and and do you know bloods and crips rapping without ever having to be in the game you know what I mean? And so I, uh, to kind of go with what Chris was saying, I think, yes, he's, he's definitely trying to help close the gap, but is, can we actually close it when we kind of left the door wide open for everybody anyway? Like we, we, we kind of, we just let, we, like we, we created it, right? And then we didn't patent it. We didn't you know, take ownership in it. And now it's what hip hop's, what we say 40, 50 years old now. Yeah. Know? And, and, and so can we really close, I guess what I'm saying is can, can we close that gap or, or are we kind of too late in some regards? I feel like in some regards, you're always going to, because like from a, you're always going to have those kids like six, nine and, you know, and people who just really just want to kind of come in and like, you know, do their thing. And like, you know, and I'm not really too much worried about that from an art point because everybody can express art the way they want to express it. But, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, like when you had, when you were, when you were, when you are a gatekeeper, I kind of want you to look like you kind of live the life of the rapper you want to promote. Right, but but I guess what I'm saying is 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 that like is that possible or or I or think it's possible. Or well, have to I mean, a different people, like I feel like it's like apples and oranges, you know what I'm saying? Because you're talking about like 
Like from an artist standpoint, no, but but I don't want less white artists. I just want more black uh, gatekeepers. Well, that that is something that Paul touched on. We never had ownership of the culture. And until we have ownership of the culture and of the outlets and how the music is distributed, we can't take it back. Because you got MTV, BET, all these white-owned radio stations putting this bullshit out there, which is, you know, your average consumer, the white consumer, is what they're listening to. And they're not really listening to, you know, conscious music and, you know, trying to get back to the hip-hop community and things of that nature. So it's like we got to take ownership back of hip-hop or take ownership of hip-hop. And I I feel like ownership is like – it's it's not a lot of numbers. Like it's only like five major labels. Well, not even I don't, even, I don't know how many major labels it is, but it's not. But it, it's not a lot of them. So it's like I feel like if we can kind of infiltrate those systems, mm-hmm. I feel like you know that's easier said than I feel like that's like you know like programs like this. I feel like it could happen. You know now yeah. as far as like rap fans like being fake and. You know, kind of wanting to be gangster and and all that shit. Hey, that's 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 going to happen. But it's, but but I think that we can kind of curb some of these culture vultures coming in and you know taking over if we have programs that are, that are kind of geared to you know you know what I'm saying like show us the direction to go into. I guess what I was saying more so is I I don't I guess what I was saying is I don't think we can do that if we're still saying we want to do it within their system. Now, if, if the goal is for everybody to, um, you know, we'll get into that because I listened to the track a little bit. Uh, but it, now if we're talking about entrepreneurship, then I think, and, and, and people going to this school thinking in an entrepreneurial spirit, then I agree with you 100%. But if people are going to go into this school and go into these different professions saying, I want to do this so I can work at Def Jam, then you're not really going to change anything. Because yeah, because the, the still, person at the top is not looking like you anyway. Right. Because so. it's, it's a pyramid scheme. Like you can never, you can never take the president's job like you can, like, or the owner's job. Like you can't never get his position. You feel me? Like you'll never make that spot, you know? Um, so now if you're saying you want to create, you know, black guy records, whatever, and then, and then you're having your own thing. And I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm just saying, like, and you're doing your own thing. Yeah. You want to hire all the ARs that are black, and then you want to hire all the producers that are black, and all your uh, engineers are black. Yeah. Then, then I think that argument works. And then we've still got to acknowledge on the flip side, we're also in this digital age where niggas aren't really needing labels. So it's like, I, I, guess, why, I guess why I brought that up was just saying, like, I. I think we have to create what the new lane is and be the gatekeepers of that. And then I feel like real change happens because I don't, I don't think you, I don't think we can ever be the gatekeepers of somebody else's game. Like, I just don't think that's going to work. Yeah. And I feel that. And I I can feel that because I mean, (laughs) look at, I mean, I have a few examples of (laughs) a place that I've worked for the last couple of years that, uh, that it's, fucking true you know so <laughs> so yeah i mean you can come in and do a little bit but it's, if you know but i do think that this i do think the goal of this program is to kind of teach us how to 
teach the younger youth anyway. Anybody, actually, if you're older dude and want to get in the program or a woman or whatever wants to get in the program, I'm sure you can get into it. But it's really like, like just don't be a rapper and give up all your money. You know, to learn how to be in the management position, to learn how to be at the tables, you know what I'm saying, or learn how to make your own table. Like, like I'm, sure there's a, I'm sure there's a curriculum in this program that's going to teach you how to make your own, uh, you know, lane. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm, I mean, it has to be because, like you said, like streaming and shit is too, it's too like big to to ignore now. You right. Know? Like it's too big to ignore. So I feel like anything anything music related, you gotta have that in there. Yep. So you know, my question is: so we're talking heavy on the music side. And it was set, it was part of the program. Sounds like it's in sports. Now, do do we think that that's something that you can do on the sports side? Like music, it sounds like that could be part of the the plan. But is that part of the plan in sports? Is that possible? Because I think that that's kind of almost parallel. Is like you're talking about systems that at the top, the owners, the league, yeah. are not mm-hmm. us. We are, we are the players, just like in hip hop or in, you know in in our in our music scene. So in sports, it's kind of the same thing. When you go to the top of the the sports game, they don't look like us. So does that are those parallel? Do you think that that's something that could be done in sports? I think it's harder in sports. That's that's gonna be way tougher. Yeah. I think because. I think in sports is harder just because. Just because, like, it's because, like, music is like music seems like it's a little more like it's, I don't know. I feel like sports, um, it's just more like a like it's really like it's a good old boys club, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's really like you're gonna, you're gonna have to, like, you're gonna have to have billies, you know, <laughs> really like, you know what I'm saying, get to the top and like try to make any kind of any kind of any kind of thing, you know what I'm saying? So, I don't think. I think that's the goal, though. Like, I think the goal is to kind of have, you know, more black management and more, you know, black movers and shakers. But the sports is going to be tough, man. Like, sports is like sports is long money, you know. <laughs> Real long money. I think the I think the hard part with sports more than the money more than the money part, though. I think is with with music because of the way music is consumed, it's a personal experience, right? You don't like. You don't need to technically like, I mean, concerts help and they're dope. Right. But hypothetically, like you don't necessarily need to do that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, because we listen to music at home or where you go work out and go to the gym or in your car. So it's a different vibe where sports, the way sports is set up, you know, it, it would be hard to create your own like lane against the system because like they already created that arena. Like, there's no technology or thing that I can think of right now that would make it be like, Hey, I'm not going to play for the Blazers. I'm going to just create my own team. We're going to stream it and get a billion views. Like that's just not going to happen. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like that would be too hard. Whereas if Jay-Z or or not even Jay-Z, like I said, a lot of these cats, if there was like, I'm going to just take my music and put it out on uh, Facebook or on SoundCloud on my own, you could build a following that way. Like you wouldn't, you don't necessarily need the same uh, support. And, and then I think the other thing too, and then, I, and then I'll pass it to somebody else is, I think, I think more people wanna play the game. 
You know, I think there's, I think there's more people that sadly with sports, they see it as like, well, if I'm not playing then I don't really want to be like, I don't, there's not another position I really want to do. Like, it doesn't seem as cool. Whereas like, if you're not a rapper, but you're an A&R or, or you're a producer or like I say, you're a guru, like you still, you still can have like a moniker. That's like a cool ass dude. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you can Mm -hmm. still be somebody that other people can say, oh yeah, he's dope, you know, like, but like who, you know what I mean? Like besides LeBron's friends, like who, (laughs) like, like seriously, like who knows KD's agent? You know what I mean? Like nobody knows who that person is. You know what I mean? Like nobody, you know what I mean? Like Michael Jordan, who could tell me who his agent was? Like nobody knows this dude, you know what I mean? So it's like, or, or, you know, who was on the, whatever management team he had like nobody mm-hmm. knows that nobody thinks about that but like lebron's done a great job but nobody else knows who works for these athletes or who helps do things for them let alone most people don't know who owns these teams or mm-hmm. who's the gm unless that's your team and you're a fan of that team so it's hey, like uh, all right yeah so it's just you know, looking at sports, I know everybody wants us to have a seat at the table, and I agree that we should. But I think that um, we definitely have to get over, you know, the stigmas of not being the athlete, which which gets the most uh, spotlight in that arena. Whereas when you look at music, um, being a promoter, being an owner, being a manager, being an A and R producer, uh, all those things are 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 dope, and people get recognition for that. You know what I mean? And especially if you're good at it, people will show love and you get known around the industry um, for being dope in that position, not just being a rapper or a singer. So I think that hopefully if, if, you know, with that component being in Jay-Z school, um, hopefully he, he's helping make that cool, make that something that uh, the, the students or prospective students will say, you know, even if I can't be an athlete, you know, being an agent, that would be dope. Or creating my own, you know, what is it? Would it be a, a firm or whatever to, to have, you know, if you were an agent yeah. and have your own, yeah, you know, create your own firm or, you know, maybe create your own business group. Because like you said, owning, owning a, a, a team, that costs a lot of money. So, hey, creating your own business group with other black capitalists and, and then being able to buy a team, put, be able to put your bid in, you know? So hopefully that's something that's, uh, on the docket because uh, otherwise I don't I don't think taking apart that system will be as easy because it won't be as it's not as appealing yeah that makes sense I think that for people to not see on the sports side those people that are connected to the sport that aren't actually pro athletes I think that's almost I don't want I want to say failure but that's kind of a big word to use but I personally know a few of those type of dudes. I know one that's bigger in football and I know one that's bigger in basketball. The guy that's closer to football, he has his own firm type of uh, business. And I know the other guy that's in basketball is more for a corporation, but those dudes live the life too. So if you're thinking those people that are connected to those athletes aren't doing it big, promise find me i'll show you a couple of cats that's really doing it so anybody that's out there listening thinking that they ain't got it like the people on the rap side got it they might even have it better because i i've seen some stuff and i've talked to a couple people that that's close to sports like that and they they doing it big too so don't don't sleep on that at all yeah 
I mean, you can't sleep on like ten percent of you know. Yeah. Million. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? If you Man, you know facts, dangerous bro. got the check not too long ago, somebody's getting a percentage of that. Facts. And then they, they with them all the time. You know what I'm saying? They moving like that. Trust me, the life yeah, it looks I mean, great. Hey, <laughs> don't, don't sleep on think it. of parlay being Kobe's uh uh agent to to him for the Lakers. Right. You know I mean, so and so, it, like you're saying, people don't know the majority of those type of people, but they they doing it though. If you if you think they're not, you, you're lying to yourself because they doing it too. So don't <laughs> don't sleep on that. All right, I feel it. So Jay Z school. I'm gonna go ahead and say, you know, to end this topic, he's trying to curb culture vulturism. No. <laughs> 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 Uh, but yes, yeah, the dope idea. Um, some people might say that the the black community focus too much on entertainment, but uh, you know, I won't. We won't deep dive on that one right now. But uh, <laughs> you know. Um, but anyway, uh, move on to the 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 infamous whole best feature bracket that came to a conclusion. Whole's best feature. According to the group that's on Facebook that we that we are in, was guess who's back? Scarface, Hove, Beanie, and Kanye on the beat in the hook. Clean too, huh? I'm glad they up for that. Paul, we need to do on the votes, bro. You could have some ties. Listen, man. I I, listen. I mean, you know, I I would have loved to have been on that. Uh, especially since the track I, I wanted wasn't there, but but I I'm, I'm cool with Guess Who's Back though. I, I couldn't have Best of Me win. That was I was not, <laughs> and I feel like Chris jinxed it because he kept saying he's like I feel like that's gonna win. And I was like, damn it! And then it just kept gaining momentum. I was like, how is this possible? Like this is oh man. You talking about I, Best of Me? Yeah, Best of I Me. Mean, y'all, yeah. y'all called those two to be at the the top two oh, man, also. I think I think Kenny had some influence on Best of Me going as far as it did. He's not here to defend himself, but I think he I, – I really feel like he had some impact on that one. I really do. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, people were surprised. Like, when I'm showing, like, when I showed them the bracket, they'd be like, what? Like, how does that – you know, but <laughs> – you know, but the way I said the bracket up was kind of like, you know, like kind of like the softer R&B songs is all in that side. Was together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but that's yeah. good, though, because you wanted them to battle each other. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it came out victorious. Let's not sleep on Best of Me, though. Like, that, that's, that's a tough song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, he, like, bought, he bought it, it. So, you know, so if it would have won, I wouldn't have been mad at it. Ah, uh, I would have been. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I'm like, yeah, I'm I would have. I would have been I'm mad. Glad. I, I voted for it. Oh, Kurt. Damn. Kurt. <laughs> why? So why I'm out here trying to rock the boat. <laughs> oh, man. The homie. Man, the you... uh, but You know what? I actually had to go back and listen to Best of Me. And I'm like, man, he, he killed this I, song. I listened to it, too. And it and it won definitely a few of them rounds. But it best overall, though. Uh, yeah, I can't do over. I I definitely give it this props. It's definitely right. a timeless classic. You know what I mean? But it's like you don't, you know, that's not over everything <laughs> else, though. <laughs> nah, nah, definitely not. I mean, I do that. There's there's there was only a couple of these 
features that if they had made it far, I'd have been like, all right, uh, let's 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 uh, let's restart. But but best of me was because it was like you know it was, I mean, it was like between Hard Knock Life and well, was it between Hard Knock Life and Volume Three? So so I feel like yeah, it was on the cool mixtape. Yeah, so yeah, it, it was on the um, yeah, it's, yeah, it a soundtrack. So so I feel like it was clean because. Because that took took off, and nobody even talks about the original Best of Me with Jada Kiss. Like nobody talks about that. Oh, dog! I forgot about that version, honestly. You know what I'm saying? And that was a hard version. But but I mean, but you know, like you know, you know, but for Hope to come and like kind of exert his dominance, it's like, yeah, I'm gonna uh, go ahead and take this. We're gonna make it harder. And we're gonna take off, you know, like this is going because I'm because I'm running for the king. Cause he he wasn't really the king just yet. You know what I'm saying? So so I feel like that was like the beginning of his like his title run was kind of like, all right, I can really this is when I'm starting to kind of do whatever I want to do, you know, and ain't nobody gonna stop me. Mm-hmm. So so it has a little more significance than that. Is it the best bars he ever spit? The bars are kind of cold, but I mean, but but I don't know if it's the best bars he ever spit. I'm not saying they're weak bars; they're definitely not weak bars. But but as far as like, but 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 even though, but even that, even with that, guess who's back has significance with me because when I was a sophomore in high school, that's when I first heard it, and I remember thinking like, "Damn, this song was hard! Like this song was hard as fuck." You know what I'm saying? And, mm-hmm. and Hope yeah. was just kind of playing around. Uh, like I felt like Hope was just playing around, but he just was going so tough, and that was kind of like. Like kind of was was that after the Nas beef? No, that was pre Nas, pre Ether, pre Ether. So was it? Yeah, I, no, I believe. I, so. thought I guess who's back came out after that, dog. Because I, well, I believe who's back came out in that. the summer, and Ether came out like in the fall time. So so like so I, so I, so I feel like this is like his second run, like his second like like you know like rev up to like all right now I'm about to start killing y'all because. Because you know, it, I don't know. I feel like summer '02 was was hove, and he was in his bag, and that was, and that was, yeah, and that was, that was, that was dope. I think that was. I can't was that the was that the second? That was that was '02. Was that the uh, was that the first or second song he had with Face? That was. Because this can't be life. Because this can't be life is on Dynasty, right? Yeah, that one came out when I yeah, yeah, that came out first. So that one came out first. This can't be life came out first. Yeah. Yep. So, but a lot of people had, you know, had, you know, like I said, I fucked the bracket up. (laughs) I uh, did it, didn't say, so I had to redo it again. But a lot of people had like a lot of critiques. I I I I accepted all of them. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know. I like like. It was fun to kind of like go back and hear them songs again. You know what I'm saying? Facts. I agree with that. You know, and and there was a lot of songs. <laughs> I, had, I had listened to a lot of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And a, and a lot of them, like 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 like, there was a few Jeezy songs that that I that I didn't listen to, and I heard for the first time because somebody else put me on it because it was on the bracket. You know, so so I was like, you know, oh yeah, and and, and a few songs like Freemason, like I forgot about Freemason. That shit was so hard. Yeah, yeah, that was hard. I was, yeah, that one was up there pretty high, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it made the to, to lead eight. Yeah, no, yeah, it left to go crazy. Yeah, okay, go crazy is still fire, bro. 
There, you made some of them tough, though. I ain't gonna lie. There was, you had a, a couple on there that was mad tough. Not even like in the later rounds, because eventually the good ones are gonna meet the good ones. But there was it some was of like them the first really round, bad. dog. Yeah, there was some you had tough in the first round. I was like, dang, Chris, how you do me like that? <laughs> <laughs> right off the rip, <laughs> right off the rip, you do me like this? Hey, you gotta, you know, you gotta have people have head scratchers. You know, what I'm, saying? <laughs> I'm like, oh man. Can I can I call a tie? Can we can we have a tiebreaker? What are we gonna do? No tie, brothers. No tie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that shit was fun though, and I'm I'm still thinking about like you know what are we gonna do next for 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 a group engagement. You know what I'm saying? I think there's Man. a few good ideas, but the the format I think was good. I think yeah. uh, you know the first try is always gonna have kinks in it or whatever, but I think there's a few things we can. We can put together that way, but the interaction was good. I think that the group is large, and we still didn't have enough voting. So if you're yeah, listening yeah. to another one of these, we gotta have a lot of more people voting because I feel like a lot of the tracks only had like, you know, maybe fifteen, twenty people voting. We got a hundred members in the group. Like, yeah, <laughs> that, that's real. And I feel like some tracks would have survived if people would have been voting. Yeah, if there would have been more people yeah. voting. Definitely. You know, so. Yeah, shit was fun though. Guess who's busy? Guess who's Bizak, the best JT feature, <laughs> according to the GOAT podcast group. You know what I'm saying? All right, what else we got next? Oh, boom. Jay-Z being the stand-up guy he is. <laughs> Clearing DMX's debt. No questions asked. Didn't even didn't didn't put it on blast. You know what I'm saying? Didn't just just did it. You know, and I'm sure he put he probably put himself in jeopardy doing that shit. You know, what I'm oh saying? yeah, of course. You know, and he just twelve million Rough Riders. No, you I think saw, if it would have been that easy, somebody would have done it before him. So he had to he had to have butts butt heads with somebody at some yeah, point. Yeah, and also just kind of like how y'all was saying about or how we how we were saying earlier about um you know like people being from the culture. You know, what I'm saying uh-huh. because Jay Z was from the culture. And he probably knew how much money X was what was making Def Jam. And for him yeah. to be twelve million in debt, he probably was like, fuck that. Like there's no way. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. as much as he's done for this company, that he that he should be twelve million in debt. I don't give a fuck what. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Like there's some trading shit going on, so I'm gonna go ahead and make that right. And him having the juice to do that and still like and still just kind of and still being the man, you know what I'm saying? But but that could play like like to me like that could play a role of why he left like in two years you know what I'm saying like he just like yeah. you know that's part of this oh yeah it could play a role like okay <laughs> I did too much revolutionary shit and I just gotta get the fuck out of here because <laughs> maybe he went to went there just to do that like hey let's get this hey. off <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> but I mean but My for question. real I mean, but as far as like loyalty and friendships and things like that like and then and then. For DMX to not really like respect Hope as the president, like how do y'all feel about somebody doing that for you and them to kind of be salty about it? I mean, that he probably did that for DNY more than he did that for X for real. Because so okay, hold on. So you know, but was it DMX that had the debt or was it Ruffer that had the debt? Uh, I, I see two right. different um, sources that said one said DMX and one said Rough Riders. I don't know. I didn't read the article in full, but <clears throat> I would think um, I think DMX had the debt, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, the the one I didn't 
I've only heard one so- source, and it was they said DMX. They didn't say Rough Riders, so I, I don't. I didn't hear the other source. What if it's DMX and it's Rough Rider responsibility to you know? Says, <laughs> so that makes sense. Yeah. My question is because I, I mean I don't know that much about the business, but how do you get twelve million in debt with a record label? Probably keep taking advances. Yep. Oh, okay. I mean, well, uh, you I gotta mean, pay for your you gotta pay for your production. You they, let pay you, for you. they let you hang. You gotta yourself. pay for your videos. Yep. Yeah. I mean, they you pay for your advertising. You gotta pay for your concerts, your merch. You got you gotta pay for everything yeah. out of your uh, advances and whatnot. So and, and plus, let's keep it a buck. Like when they say he owed twelve million, if we if we really thought that he really like owned like owed twelve million, then my question would be like, okay, so so how much did you get from the albums? Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, how do I know you? Because I know you made more than X did off the albums. Because artists make their most of their money going on tour, right? Yeah. So, so and, and X was going multi plat on all his shit. So, yeah. so let's keep it a buck, fam. He went twelve million in debt. Like really, like really. Like, that's what I'm. That's why I'm asking because I'm like, he was a huge artist. So like, facts. what was he doing wrong that? Would have they put him that far in debt. If he would have said a couple million, I would have said one thing, but twelve. But it, it's yeah. like it's like Curtis was saying, like they they was fronting him stuff on here. Oh, okay, you want this for the video? Cool, we'll get, get you the Lambo. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want to do this? Okay, cool. Oh, you want this producer? Yeah, we'll we'll front pay that. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? And then he's just walking around doing stuff. Now I, I will <laughs> say this: you got to remember, because um, I'll, I'll pose this this question to the group. So this this is also you know around. The time, you know, is is very highly rumored. I don't want to put his life like that, but you know, X was 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 on, up and down on drugs. Mm. So that's that's that also, well, right? But yeah, I, listen, I'm just saying, I don't know the man personally. I'm just he saying, ain't trying to slander that man, right? So I'm, saying, so I'm saying, uh, could that also be part of the reason he was maybe feeling some type of way about Hove being in the position? Because you know, you you think different when you you know doing certain things so yeah and it's like ego plus the life you live in plus you get like you probably got people in your ears saying shit yeah i can see that being a thing yeah it just, it just makes me wonder you know you know but you know and like but like this kind of just shows like the person like whole is you know what i'm saying like i'm not saying he's like the perfect person but for him to handle this business and not like put it on blast, especially when X was out here slandering you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not I, well, I don't know if he was slandering him, but but he was saying enough stuff that I was like, all right, fam, like this ain't really, you know, like this ain't even cool. We want to leave Def Jam, like went to Cox or some bullshit like that. You know what I'm saying? Just because you know his 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 friend was the boss now, but it's like, you know, I, I just feel like like. I would be salty. I ain't gonna lie to you. Like I don't know. I, I would be salty. Like like if you was I salty. might not hate you, but but I don't know if you can like pull up and and you know chop it up. <laughs> You're saying if you were whole, you'd have been salty. Yeah. Okay. Just, just be. Uh, but then because just because like I'm a big person like on gratitude. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like if if mm-hmm. I if I do something for you now, I don't know. If that twelve million was like solid money or like funny money, like you, you, you know, what I'm saying? Yeah. like like you know, like I owe twelve million to some shit that's like mm, whatever, like that don't really like, like that's not even a real charge, you know what I'm saying? Like, like like we're not even worried about that type of shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, but 
but still 12 million is 12 million. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, and that could have been rehab stays. It could have been, it it, it could have been whatever, but I'm saying like, you you know, for him to clear that and then for X to really kind of slandering, I don't know. Like I would feel, I would feel salty. But Ben, at the same time, like you said, with or like I had mentioned, if you know homie is dabbling like that in the drug world yeah. heavy, like yeah, are you sure. really feel salty? Because it's like he not really of sound mind. You know what I mean? Here. Like like he ain't really there right now. You know what I mean? So like 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 LL Cool J, that situation, <laughs> you know, he might have felt some type of way about because we obviously we know L wasn't he wasn't on stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a legitimate, like, yo, you tripping. But with X, I mean, I and, and again, this is an assumption because I don't know them like that, but I would have to assume he'd be looking at X like, yeah, you wilding right now, but I understand why. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I, because, I mean, if if what we saw just in videos or concerts or, or interviews had us like, wow, this nigga's wilding, imagine, because everybody's like, he's like that, all the time yeah so in real life imagine, for real for real <laughs> right so imagine him being in like the office and he's like in character all the time like he's yeah. dmx everywhere you know what i mean like that shit never turns off you know <laughs> what i mean like that like you would probably feel like okay i'm not gonna trip when he says shit because this nigga's always dmx like yeah yeah He's never just Earl. Like, this nigga's Earl. <laughs> <laughs> you know never I mean? just like, Earl. Like, there's times when Jay-Z's just Sean Carter. And then, and then there's times when he's Jay-Z. You know what I mean? DMX is always DMX. <laughs> and Earl doesn't exist. Right. And so, especially <laughs> when he was high, I, I, would, I would like to assume Jay-Z was smart enough to say, you know, I can't really take what this nigga's saying serious because yeah. he's, he's high right now. Like, he's not him. Yeah. And... To go back to Kurt's point, it probably was more for DNY, you know, to be to yeah. like, all right, I got y'all, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, because we executives like that. He did, he did <laughs> it nonetheless, though. He did it. He put his neck out there. Like, he probably got a lot of flack for it. So, I mean, he, he especially like, can you imagine, like, just the, you know, like, you know, the white person that was trying to press him, like, you want to do what? Oh, was like, yeah, this is what I'm saying. Like, he had to deal with that. <laughs> You know, like, nah, like, I'm clearing it. And they're, you know, they hot. They're probably shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need to get out. Don't wait. <laughs> you got to leave now. Yeah. <laughs> but I, nonetheless, I still think it was fly. You know what I'm saying? I'm a big person on loyalty. You know what I'm saying? Loyalty and gratitude. And, you know, and, and just, like, being, like, a person that, that you know that uses their power for for something good you ain't got to use it for you know what i'm saying for for you know 100 percent good but do something you know what i'm saying you know out your way to uh you know like if you're in a position to do it man and and it can't be done you know so like i was saying like i'm sure hove was around he know how much he sold and how much he got paid so i'm sure like a relative he knew how much dmx should have been getting paid for him to be 12 million in, it's like, hold up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I know this, like, some of this got to be written off somewhere. <laughs> you know, like, mm-hmm. like, let's just write it off. Boom. Here's the check. and Or not the check, but, but we just going to, you know. Call it even. Yeah. <laughs> Clear the <laughs> ledger. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's, that is what it is. But that, I, I commend that because it's like, I just, anybody who doesn't use their power for good is, you know, is weak. Like, because, like, 
you, you got to do something good with, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you're the president of one of the most famous, richest hip-hop companies, you know? And to me, that's like, that's a good deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, but I do think that was that was kind of the reason why his his tenure was so short. You know what I'm saying? Like, like now looking back at it, probably, he, he probably was he probably was too radical. You know, he, like, he probably was too for the artist. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, could, I, could, I could see that. You know, like, it makes sense now. It's like, you know, like, because I know the little bit of time that I was in management, I was too for the for the youth, you know, and and I got slack all the time for it. So I only can imagine when you're dealing with millions of dollars and you too for the artists and you want the artists to kind of, you know, get theirs. And, you know, the system is always kind of being, like, they don't get theirs, you know what I'm saying? We get ours and they get whatever is left. Right. You know, but anyway, enough of that. <laughs> what else we got? Kurt, what, what we got next, Kurt? So, uh, last night, Hope dropped Entrepreneurship. Well, not Hope. Pharrell dropped it featuring Jay-Z. Thoughts? Uh, at first, I, I, just, I just listened to the song. I wasn't, you know, super thrilled about it at first. Because Pharrell's part was kind of basic, you know, he's just doing uh, a chant and you know some bars. But Jay, he was dropping some some bars on the on the song. But um, when I saw the visual, that's when I was like, oh, okay, this is pretty dope. Because basically, in the video, they're showing you different levels of entrepreneurship. Um, you know, new businesses that have just started businesses that have been around for 20 years, different schools that have been created by black entrepreneurs. So I just thought it was dope to see visual representation of all these different business owners out there and showing that kids um, can do anything that they want to do, basically. Don't got to just be hip hop. Don't got to be, you know, a basketball player. You can be a florist. You can be a doctor. You can be a multimedia director you can be whatever you want to be i thought it was dope it stirred the emotions in my soul (laughs) (laughs) but yeah that's it for me solid did you feel ray um i felt a little bit of the same going into it um it was for me i i kind of knowing where where Hove is with kind of the things that he's been doing. I expected his side of it. You know what I mean? What he was bringing to the table, I was that was pretty much what I was expecting. I think my worry was Pharrell's side of it because you never know where he is. You never know <laughs> what side of the spectrum he's going to be on. And that was my biggest worry um, was was the Pharrell side of it. I'm glad that the visual was there to kind of bring our our focus to. Uh, what was important. I think Mm -hmm. us as hip hop heads, when, when we uh, take in songs, sometimes they need a visual to kind of do that focus. Uh, And so I'm glad that that was there because I think we could have easily kind of lost it in the quality of the song. Like he said, uh, with Pharrell's side of it, I kind of, when it first came on, I was like, okay, this is going to be fine. Like the beat's fine. He's not doing too much. And then he kind of kicks off his bit. And I'm like, crap, like, 
damn it, like, <laughs> um, you know, but, and that's my guy, like, I'm a Pharrell guy, so that's my guy, and, and I knew that it, that it could have t- took that turn, um, Hope brings it back to, you know, where you want it to be, and then the visual kind of brings it to a point where I'm satisfied, um, so, I mean, I don't, I'm not gonna go too hard on it, uh, on the negative side, because it, it was great when you couple the two. So, I mean, that's just that's kind of just a quick synopsis. I've only I've only listened to it twice and watched the visual one. So, mm. you know what I mean. Yeah, that's the same for me too. Um, for me, and like I said, I literally just checked it out really like you know before we really got into it. Uh, I like it. Sounded like there was like the raw sample. I thought that was kind of cool. The little the little sound effect. Or whatever he do, um, I thought the bars was was nice, but I guess for me how I feel about the song is um, I how do how do I put it I don't I don't know like if this is like gonna be connected to an album or if if this is just about like the specific message uh, he may be trying to convey, so I don't really I don't really know how to take it if that makes sense like I I'm not really I don't know how to look at it because is it like, is it a one-off, you know what I'm saying? Or is this going into like a body of, of work potentially, you know? Um, usually when somebody drops a track, um, you know, you, you immediately start thinking, okay, I, this is, must be going towards an album, you know, yeah. uh, like, even, like with the Nas track, you know, I'm thinking, okay, this must be going towards an album, you know, mm-hmm. but with Jay-Z, because he makes, a lot of different moves uh, that are different than everyone else. Like, I, I feel like I'm just getting one puzzle yeah. piece. And yeah, so, because so I can't tell what the rest of it is, I'm not really sure how to feel about it. Like, I don't dislike it, but I don't like, I'm not in love with the song either, you know? And I'll, I'll probably listen to it a couple more times and then find more things to like or possibly dislike about it. But Without knowing where he's going with this, I, I'm just not sure how to really feel, you know, because this isn't, you know, like like we've been talking about his albums. This isn't Hove putting a single out because the album's coming out. Yeah. This is this yeah. is. I think because Pharrell's moment. involved and he's a he's a he's a guy that you again, like I said, you you never know what end of the spectrum he's on. To me, it has the feel of a Lucy that it's just something that he just would put out there it doesn't seem like it like it's connected to any sort of album or anything uh but that's again just the initial vibe from the way that it was rolled out and just the content it doesn't seem like it but again you never know what for real yeah. so. <laughs> I, I mean i feel like it's connected to what's going on in society right now you know right. there's a big focus on you know black entrepreneurship and ownership right now honestly right but that, right, so, again, that's not connected to specifically. Yeah, it's not connected to anything specifically as far as a project, but just, you know, just part of the movement that's happening, right. which is life. Yeah. <laughs> and see, the thing is, is like with Nas's track, I feel like that's connected to right now also, but I also feel like, okay, this is probably going to an album. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just, with Jay, I guess, I, I, I guess I'm just waiting to see like, yo, just what the next step is. And then, and then, and then after that, I can, you know, I guess, you know, better assess what what we're doing. Yeah, I feel it. Um, 
I didn't like the song. All right. I like the bars. <laughs> I like the I like the spirit of the song, but I probably won't listen to it again. Not not I well, let's say I won't run to it again. I'm sure there would be like a mo like I, I might get in the mood of like, you know, of feeling real like like bossy and I might listen to the song, you know what I'm saying? Trying to uh, you know, like to reaffirm like something I just accomplished maybe. You know what I'm saying? Because there was a lot of those kind of bars, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you entrepreneur, you, you trying to get your shit off and, you know, and you just really feel like, you know what I'm saying? Like you did it. You might run the song back and, you know, celebrate via his lyrics, you know, but, mm-hmm. but, uh, but as far as like just the sound of it, it was like, mm. but the video was dope because I feel like our generation glossed over a lot of like, kind of like of the hard work it takes to be an entrepreneur. And like, I feel like if we were shown like the brick by brick model of like how to really get where you need to go, you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of us probably would have took a different route, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it probably would have been working for ourselves, you know what I'm saying? So like, so like, I feel like I appreciate this happening now. So like the younger youth that are, you know, younger than us or way younger than us, you know what I'm saying? Can kind of see how just to be on like brand, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like, you know, like what Larry was talking about earlier, it was like, you know, like we was talking about go to college, get into a, you know, a good kind of job place and work it. But now it's kind of like, nah, we gonna, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to sell lemonade, but not only do I want to sell lemonade, I want to sell the best lemonade. And you know what I'm saying? Like, and I want the lemonade to, you know, to be my brand. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. before, when we was coming up, it was kind of like a diss to kind of, like, work hard. It was like, nah, I want to do cool shit. You know what I'm saying? But right. you got to understand, like, if you want to build up to doing the cool shit, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. You know? So I feel like I, I appreciate that, you know what I'm saying, aspect of kind of showing, you know what I'm saying, how, you know what I'm saying, that the women selling dresses. You know what I'm saying? She out, and she, you know what I'm saying, she out there getting it. You know, and, and you know, her doing that, you don't know where she's going to end up. You know? Right. Right. So, you know, Everybody can't go from, you know what I'm saying, me at the house, you know what I'm saying, drawing some pants to Nike. Like, it takes you at the house, drawing some shoes, and then it takes somebody, like, saying, going and, you know, clowning those shoes that you drew. And then you then you got to shop it around. You, you got to be down. Then you might look up, you know, and then somebody might give you a chance. You go from that chance, and then you just kind of blow up, or then you kind of move up, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like we were showing, like, you know, when I was coming this I feel like we was coming up, we were showing, like, like, you had to be, you know, saying like a prodigy out the gate, you know, mm. but, but that's not, that's just not really how life works. And I, and I do appreciate the video for kind of highlighting those things, you know what I'm saying? Like how, like, you know, somebody who has a million dollar, you know what I'm saying? Uh, um, you know, um, brand starts at the house, starts in the kitchen, you know what I'm saying? You know, like my cookies are bomb, but they start at the kitchen, you know, like I don't start with the warehouse. I start with the baking sheet. You know, that's right. That's real. I feel it. Now, outside of the the quality of the song, whether we like it or not like it, this is the second time I've seen this. Do we believe that Jay Z? Because Paul was just saying that Nas put a track out too, right? Yeah. That Jay Z has he any, put the whole album up. <laughs> but I'm saying, like, like Jay Z putting out something right after Nas puts something out. Is there any correlation between those two? You know, Do we believe love, in that? Man, I think if the song was hotter. I, do you, I didn't even think like that. <laughs> I, I, seen, I seen a meme, actually, where they said that he's done it at least 
four or five times. Yeah, yeah. But the I'm, only I'm, the I'm, only I'm, one that was actual, you know, the only one that he actually put out in retaliation, I think, was um, super ugly. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, but but the the the. But this is recently. <laughs> no, but the 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 premise that I heard wasn't that it was like in retaliation, but it was almost to like kind of snub him in some way to like psychologically get at him yeah yeah yeah, to like kill his you know what i mean kill his momentum or something like that like (laughs) he'll put something out and then jay will just drop something just to drop it just to be like nah your vibe is cut off right now like that type stuff (laughs) like i know they say they cool but i've just i've heard it a couple of times now when people talking about jay dropping stuff after him or close to him to kill his vibe like and so i just wanted to hear if anybody else was I was I was privy to that, and if it was a hotter song, like if it was actually a Jay Z song, then yeah. I would I would be like, all right, then this this is petty. But because it was a yeah. because it was a, a Pharrell song, and it was kind of like it, it just like this didn't feel like that. You know what I'm saying? Yes, it's, it's, it's still it's, where he does drop songs when the hours <laughs> come out sometimes. So. <laughs> now it's time for the infamous album breakdown. Infamous? Why it's got to be infamous? <laughs> because people have different, you know, it's, it's infamous. People have, you they know, in their feelings. It's just an album. Yeah, but, you know, <laughs> it, it can get a little testy. Right. I guess. I guess. Uh, back on, we back on them jokes. He said testy. <laughs> oh, no, I wasn't, I didn't mean that. Just <laughs> in the park. <laughs> but the album this time is Volume 2, Hard Knock Life. Could be a classic. Yep, it released back in September 29th, 1998. It was Jay's first number one album on the Billboard 200. Mm. So 350,000 copies in the first week. Mm. And he went certified platinum in 2000 on it. <clears throat> That's what's up. But it's still a total, went, 5 million, 5 million? Oh yeah. yeah, he went five times platinum um, 2013. Now this album has more monumental moments around it. Uh, I remember seventh grade going back to go to school, and uh, Tribe dropped us that day. I love movies. Yeah, there's some there's some big albums that same day. Dog, I, I gotta listen y'all for the for the albums that dropped this year. And Aquemini dropped the same yep. day too. Aquemini, yep. you had Gangstar drop that year. You had. Uh, DMX dropped that year. Big Crime, Capital Punishment dro- dropped that mm. year. Juvenile, 400 Degrees dropped that mm. year. Goody Mob, Still Standing dropped that year. Exhibit, mm. 40 Days and 40 Nights. AZ, mm. MOP, DJ Quick. Dog, you had hitters in 98. And then you had all of No Limit dropping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Every day. Method, Method Man came, Busta Rhymes yep. was out. All of uh, Wu-Tang had their individual albums just about that year. Uh, nope. Bobby Digital came out that year. Uh, Killer Priest had an album drop that year. Dog, it was albums out that year. Black Star <laughs> came out that and, year. Yeah, Black and man, Star. And that, was, and that was at a time, too, when, like we said, like, you know, because it wasn't what it is now, like, people sat with albums for months. So you had to put out something that, that was going to be in somebody's rotation for, like, four or five months. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, mm-hmm. you, otherwise, you're going to disappear that year. And just looking lost. at that... <laughs> Just looking at that roster, like you trying to stay in somebody's CD discman for five months and you got all them albums out, bro. 
<laughs> it was hard. At dog. the same a time, a bunch of classics, a bunch of oh. classics. And they're all good albums, too. Not not hit or miss albums. We're talking about good albums. And this what makes Volume 2 classic material, because that album won the Grammy that year. Yeah. Baller. <laughs> yeah. And they boycotted the Grammys, so. Yep. <laughs> I just so, I just can't imagine coming out the same day as Black Star, <laughs> Outcast, Outcast, and the Tribe, and the tribe on the same day. Yeah, and hopefully, the thing like the thing. Well, I don't want to get too deep into that, but it's like Hope was like hip hop enough and pop enough to outsell all those records. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like it wasn't like yeah. like it wasn't like like he was at all. You know. He, he got the, you know, little, you know, like the single with the girl singing and that's why he sold the records. Like, nah, he sold the records because one, it was, it was, it was a crossover album. Even though it don't sound mm-hmm. like a crossover album, it was a crossover nah, album. It was a major mainstream crossover album. For him. You know, and it, and it don't sound like it though. No. You know, like it, it's not an album that sounds, it's, it's not a, like it's, it's less poppy than volume one. For sure. Right, right by far. Less poppy, but it still transcended in him coming on top of that day, that was like okay. Then Hove is here. He's 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 here now. Had had a Bentley on the cover. Nobody knew what a Bentley was back then. He had a Bentley on the nope. cover. But let's digress. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the singles of this album, of course, are Knock Life. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can I get a mm-hmm. money 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 cash holes. That wasn't a that wasn't a single. Yeah, it was. It, it, it was, was a single. It was. The remix was they a had single. It. Uh, nigga, it what was a single too? Yeah, that, Jigga that what? Was single. That was a single. And, and then, um, super white money. Uh, Jigga what? And then money ain't a thing. Was yeah, on money ain't a thing was on there too. Money ain't a thing. Yeah. So he had a few. He had some heavy hitters on this one. But to be <laughs> to be fair though, money ain't a thing. And yeah, uh, money ain't a thing. And can I get a word off of soundtracks too? True. So he kind of money and thing was off of money and thing was off a collaboration from JD. Yeah. Yeah. Right. JD's album. So and and but wasn't it also off a soundtrack too though? I thought it was. I thought that was on the soundtrack as well as Can I Get It? I think it it was like on Big Mama's house or something like that. It was something that JD had. I'm saying he parlayed. I'm saying he parlayed it like he because I think if we're talking about like singles for Hard Knock Life, obviously Hard Knock Life the Annie one was, uh, Jiggle What was. For Hard Knock Life, and then um, Rush Hour uh, soundtrack, and then Can I Get It was the Rush Hour soundtrack one. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then you, and then we said the one with JD was the album, so the album collaboration. Yeah, yeah. He also, um, It's All Right was a single, but that was on Streets Is Watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know where to put that because that was on Streets Is Watching. It was like one of those tracks that always got me confused. And technically, like he had it on there, and then he put it on volume two. So, and technically, it, I remember if I remember correctly, watching Rap City, Rap City pre basement, it was a Memphis Bleak song featuring Jay Z. Mm. It's all right. It's all right. Even though, even though he really? had two verses, even though Hove had two verses, if I remember correctly, because I remember like thinking like, well, that's weird. Why does Hove have two verses? It's a Memphis Bleak song. Yeah, but I, but I could be wrong. But but I want to say I remember that being a thing. I mean, he gave Memphis Bleak his intro on this album, so he I wouldn't be surprised if if that that was true. 
Yeah, he's given he's given Bleak some other tracks before, but we'll get to that. I felt like this was like Bleak's coming out party for Hope. I was thinking the same <laughs> thing. Album. I was, was going to channel Kenny and be like, is this the beginning of the spoon feeding of Memphis to us? <laughs> he was heavy on this album. It was. He wanted him to succeed, yeah. man. Well, he was heavy. I didn't even think about that. He was heavy on this album. Yeah. When yeah. you get into features, you're going to see. Yeah. And and it was like one of the last times him and Foxy collab. One of the last yeah. times him and Soft Money collab. Yeah. Jazz O. Jazz O. Yeah. That was the last time they collabed. Did, did him and DMX collab after this? Uh, Yeah. Uh, on um, on DMX album. Blackout. Oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. Well, wait. Okay. Was that the same? Was that the same no. year as this, though? Yeah, it was. So that's yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like after nineteen eighty eight, it was done. Yeah, yeah, that's I what remember. I'm saying, like, um, Blackout was on Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood, right? Yeah, I remember. So that was, um, so that's later, later, later that's, 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 that's still ninety eight, no, right? Or was no, it? Yeah, it came out, came out December of ninety eight. Yeah, it came out yeah. December ninety eight. Yeah, I remember um, watching an interview and Hope <laughs> saying that him and DMX chemistry was so good that you know, like. They don't want to have too many collabs because it came out. Oh, I, I wanted, I wanted that group with him, him, Ja Rule, and X. I did not want that. I wanted it. I wanted. <laughs> I wanted to see it, man. Every song I, they had though was was tight I, to me. Listen, they I, would. I, they was hard. If you if you took Ja off of it, out of it. Yeah, there you go. Because I'm <laughs> really? not. Really? Y'all hate on okay. Ja like that? Okay. No, no, no. Listen, wow. hey. hey, it's not. I'm not hating on Ja as an artist. I'm hating on him in that group. That's he hangs with them, but not like that. Come on, no, man. not Let's not lie to ourselves, okay? <laughs> Jaru is good for the music he made that made exactly. him pop. He exactly. is not. He is not. I'm not listening to Ja Rule in that group and being like, yeah, yeah, I feel that shit. No, yeah, like it goes so together. You, so, so you wasn't feeling Ja on It's Murder. I was feeling John the shit he made that made him pop. <laughs> that's, okay. All right. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I, I enjoyed that John ja rule. Okay. I, well, I, I guess we'll have to have Murder Inc. a topic of on episode one. <laughs> I know, right? We yeah, can we do it. Right. We can do it. Uh, Irv Gotti was behind Jay on a lot of stuff. Did y'all ever see the uh, weird interview where Irv Gotti was talking about how Hove really was like super salty with DMX? Yeah, because nah. that one song and uh, DMX went last, but Jay Z or Jay Z went third, I think it was, or something like that. And Jay wanted to go last, but uh, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think that was on Drink Chance, wasn't it? No, nah, it was like this little thing where he was talking to like the camera. It was, I, I think it was a complex thing. I'll send it to you, but let's not get. I heard, I heard, I heard the album. Well, I'll put it like this I heard that song, and Jay did chop it though, so he, he did kill them niggas. But Wait, yeah, what song y'all talking about? I can't remember what it's called, but it's like it's like Jay-Z, DMX, and I for, I forgot it's some other rapper that's not special. And I think Ja Rule's on it too. It was some other rapper that was, was, was to, something. I don't know. They was trying to help that dude get get hype. And yeah, probably them three, was, them three was on it, and Jay wanted to go last, but he didn't. DMX was asked to go last. And so, but when you hear Jay's verse, like it's crazy. Oh man. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go find it. We gotta get that. <laughs> we gotta yeah. get that. That was on the bracket. Time to build. Oh, okay. I got you. But uh, yeah, anyway, highlights of this album. Highlights oh. for me. 
I had Hard Knock Life, Jigga What, Money Cash Holes, Reservoir Dogs, Ride or Die, and Coming of Age. Like the whole album. Yeah, it basically is the whole (laughs) album. I ain't gonna lie. This this album was like the first Jay-Z album that I purchased, so... That I, was me I, too. I, I ride. I ride hard for this album. <laughs> yeah, this but, was the first physical copy that I was that I copped was was this album. Yeah, I, I, still got got this, I got this. Uh, yeah, I got this one for my for my birthday that year. This was my. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I agree. But that uh, that ride or die though, man, he gassed the shit out of Mace on that goddamn track, <laughs> man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that shit was, was like, like polar opposites. Like, <laughs> oh man, and I was hurting for him because I was a bad boy fan too. So I'm like, damn, yes. Mace. Ooh, yeah, he rough. And Mace he got bars bro. too. A lot of people sleep on Mace, man. Yeah, nah. He, he, but he this was the one for him, him though. Still. Yeah, 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 no, no, yeah. no, this, yeah, no, no. Mace, no, Mace lost. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Just in general, people sleep on Mace. But yeah, oh no, yeah, no, definitely. No, no, Mace got fucked up. Yeah, no. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like this album, the highlights for me, like, uh, of course, there's the definite highlights, but the highlight that people probably won't, like, give the credit to is uh, a week ago. Mm, yep. Like, I got that I, on a memorable visa. Like, I love that. I love that song. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I can listen to that shit, like, all the time. And it's like, you got Too Short on the song, but he's not doing mm-hmm. the, like, you, you know, with the hook. And like yeah. you know, that, and, and, and like the ad libs and shit, but the ad libs are so too short. It was it was perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's all you need too short for is that you know what I'm saying. It's like that's all. Like you know, you don't need to spend no bars. You just need him coming to say bitch a few times, <laughs> <laughs> and you know because that I like like to me that was hard. It was okay. You got a popping ass rapper like too short. He ain't spit no bars. He just on the hook, and he just really talking his fly shit, and it's cold, you know. So I feel like that was a highlight. Uh, the song with Kid Capri, I like that. You yeah. did? Uh, I, I like. I do. I, I do too. I like that. I, I, I wasn't you. really feeling that one as much. I, I, I like that. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna he got heavy bars on that track, man. He definitely do. No, like, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying the bars wasn't wasn't nice. For me, it's like the opposite of of too short. Like his addition to the song like vocally i don't feel like it didn't do anything for me maybe that's just me but i feel like you said like too short was bringing something that felt right but kid capri kind of to me was just there yeah "Yeah, you must you must have did the track for you to be making all this noise and that must have been a favor you know like "Eh, i'll put you on (laughs) 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 you know but uh and of course you know the the typical highlights money cash holes reservoir dogs um, uh, if I should die, that was cold. Yeah. That was my yeah. first favorite song off this album. Like, like, like. Of course, after Hard Knock Life, like that song was my first. Like, I remember like um having this CD and you know, and then walking the tubman with it. It's like that was a song that I used to always go back to. That one. Uh, what happened to the Rangers? I don't know. I n- never seen them again after that track. <laughs> nope, not, not at all. <laughs> I think they had one more song on Memphis Bleak. Of course. It was actually cold on the track, though. <laughs> oh. They was cold. No, no, they was, though. No, they they was, they was had bars on the song. Yeah. I wasn't mad at them. Yeah, I was like, these dudes got a future in the head of them. Damn. But uh, Didn't age well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, this album is littered with highlights. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just, they're just... 
they're just around, you know, like, yeah. just, you know, because because even like, okay, well, let's go to well, Paul, what's up uh, with your highlights? Did you uh, go into man? Your- I'm I'm gonna be no, I didn't. I'll, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> uh, I you know just like Ray and Kurt, man. Um, you know, cause this cause this was a, a pivotal album for me. Uh, it's almost every damn song, really. <laughs> You know, uh, but and then, I didn't want to say that. But if I if I yeah, could yeah, dog. If, I, if I could pick just so we could be you know, you know, be responsible for the pot. Uh I'm gonna obviously say uh, you know, hard knock life was was dope to me because it was super different. Um, but if I should die was was definitely popping. Um Money Cash Holes was 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 uh, special for me because that you know DMX and where he was and just seeing them kind of bubbling at the same time so that was a a, a huge huge twist for me uh nigga what uh that was like the first like fast song that I was happy to learn yep like that where <laughs> yep. I actually where I could legitimately say all the lyrics perfectly and it made sense uh because before Man. that like with Bone and all that other shit I couldn't make no sense when I was saying <laughs> And then, and then, of course, a week ago was dope to me because my dad liked Too Short. So I didn't really, I wasn't a huge fan of Too Short because sometimes it was just too nasty. You know what I mean? Listening to that as a kid. Uh, but that song with Too Short on it, even though he didn't really rap, that was dope to me. That was like a connection with my dad. He just didn't, I mean, he didn't need to, you know, like it, it was just a beautiful, like, track. You know, yeah. you rat bastard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Low lights. Uh, so I really like. There's not a song on here that is is a low light, but there's a few ideas that are low lights to me. Like, um, kind of, kind of like, to like there was a like sharing songs with like different projects. I feel like it was kind of like a cheat code. You know, because yeah. it was like is that is that part of the crossover? It could uh, be formula could, though, because I, I mean, mean it, you got people filling songs off of a soundtrack. The way that you draw them in is you throw that on your album. You and you, you definitely got a point, but I feel like for it to for it to be thirteen songs and three of those songs were like super popping other other places. Like, I feel like you really mm-hmm. gave us a ten song album, nine song album because uh, you know um, you know you got the intro with Bleak, which is you know a, a few minutes so. You know, um, so it, it, then you throw Can I Get It on there. Then you throw Money in the Thing, which those are good songs, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then It's All Right, which is already, we already heard that. I feel like, you know, like if I, had to, if I had to pick a low light, it was like, you know, like me being a selfish person that I am, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I just want, you know, 13 brand new Hope songs, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, also, let's not forget about the sequel. Coming of age, you know. Highlight. <laughs> yeah. I just want to shout that out because that was a highlight too, and you know, it's all highlights. But, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, uh, but yeah, I just feel like that that the idea of that to me, like I, just, I, I just wanted thirteen brand new hope songs, maybe twelve brand new hope songs, and want, like you know, and, and if you had to keep one of them, money ain't a thing, you know what I'm saying? But uh, yeah, I feel it. I mean, for me myself. I, I had to actually choose a low light and for me it was um paper chase. Oh, I'm not somebody's gonna say that. And I guess if you gotta choose one, but that song is yeah. hard though. I mean 
it, it, it just it never grabbed me honestly like when i was younger it didn't grab me and even listening to it like over the past couple weeks because i've had it in rotation for like the past three weeks yeah it still didn't grab me because i feel like on that beat the the beat overpowers jay a little bit and he is hidden behind the track some so yeah like, it is going a- into his second verse he kind of loses me I, so I, it never, I, it never, it never hit me like that. Yeah, I think the beat is so tough, though. And then like the beat is tough, and that's why I hate tough, to say and that. I feel like whole rap's good enough, <laughs> you know. But that is a song that I skip the most. But I, yeah. I don't. But I. But to me, it's not. It's not. It's not a low light. It's just like, eh. you know, it's just like yeah. yeah. For me, it's a low light because I always compare it to the other collapse between the two, and. Mm. This just ain't it for me when you compare it. So I have to say no. Hope and Foxy are like fifty percent with the collabs. Yeah, I agree with that. She was no. she was kind of lackluster on there for me. Yeah, to be honest, you know, like like Albie was a good collab. Ain't no nigga was a good collab. Paper Chase, I guess, is arguably bad. And then they and then they had a song on uh, Foxy's second album that was like ooh. Like yeah. goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but no no. We still on, on low lights? Yeah. 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 Um I would say for me the low light was coming of age. Oh, uh, we just gave uh, it up. I just gave, we gave uh, it a highlight. Yeah, that was, yeah, a that was my highlights too. Damn. That was, that's a low light for me. That's a low light. Um, why? Please embrace us. Um, <laughs> because to be to be honest with you, I just didn't when I listened to it, I just didn't really see a point for the song. Like I just, I, I just don't like. It's, it's kind of. It was the sequel. Well, but but, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's Bleach coming out party. Come on now. But it's like <laughs> I didn't see a point for the first one, and then I definitely didn't see a point for the second one. Like I just don't, I just don't care about that story. Like it doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. Like he's coming of age. So what? Like what does that have to do with, the, with the album? Because it doesn't. Like all jokes aside, I just don't feel like it connects to the the album. Like if you took it off, you wouldn't miss it. Like it has nothing to do with the album to me. All the other songs to me uh, hit Jay Z's different levels. You know, you got him, you know, brag rap. You, you know, got some gangster shit. You got storytelling. Like he's doing, you know, different things with that one. Like I, I get it. You trying to put Bleak on, uh, but I definitely agree. You know, Kenny he he, he phrased it best. Like that's. Like you kind of forcing it on that, you know. If 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 that song was on like the Dynasty album, which technically is like a Jay Z album, but it's like this, it's like a it's like a collab album disguised, but it's a Jay Z album. Like I felt like it would have fit better there yeah. than this album. If if that makes any sense, you know what I mean? Because no, that makes complete sense. You know what I mean? Like if if it was on Dynasty, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But on this album, I it just doesn't. I don't, it doesn't matter. The only reason I say that they, that it kind of fits was because like, like we talked about, this is the beginning of the spoon feeding. So if he was going to do that, he would have to put the sequel on this album. Like you, you gave him the intro. So if you're going to, if you're going to go hard and try to put this dude out, then you would have to put the sequel to that song on this album. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. I, I like I like the sequel. I like the beat. I like the story. The story, you know, is you know, a uh, a uh, uh, OG putting on his youngster. You know what I'm saying? And, and that's where he was like, at, at that point with him. 
Yeah, but like, okay, but okay, look at it this way. I, 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 I see what you're saying. So I'll ask you this question. I feel like this song, if there was another place I would have put it, I'd have put this on like Jay-Z's last album. Like it don't make sense to have a coming of age song, even a sequel, and this nigga hasn't had a first album out yet. And then Jay-Z drops like what? 10 albums in a row, it feels like, after this. You get, what, one or two albums from Bleak? So that does, it just doesn't make sense. Like, but if, by the last album, we knew Bleak you know wasn't going to be Bleak, though. So. But I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? I'm just saying, like, you can't, you know, that's like if Jordan, like, like, I don't know. Like, I don't even know if it was Jordan. Like, like, or like, like if Jordan endorsed Pippin's shoe, and then he just keeps dropping Jordans, and we only see, like, two Pippins out. Like, why would you do that? That's... You just shit it on this nigga's whole shoe game. Like, nobody's <laughs> buying Pippins. You know what I mean? So that's what it kind of feels I like. I feel like you're looking at it with, with too much hindsight. Like, it's like, <laughs> like, 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 it's just like. No, because even because then. Because you know how this, how this transpired. No, I'm, I'm being real. Like, my, I had the same feelings. Because every time we've talked about we're going to do an album, I go and listen to the album. And I find myself going into the same patterns that I felt then. Because this is what shaped how I felt about the album, right? So when I listen to the album, I listen to every song but that one. Like, it doesn't mean anything to me. Okay. You know what I mean? And so it's just, like, I feel what you're saying about hindsight, but it's just, I feel like if this album was on a different album that was more collaborative or, or more for that space, I think it would have been dope. Okay. Whereas when I look at the songs, this just don't feel like it should be there. All right. All right. I feel you. <laughs> I had this tape, and I want to say that this was that song was the beginning of side B of the B side. Mm. If I'm not mistaken. Because too short into the second side and then. But not to say that has any kind of formulated or anything like that. But <laughs> I feel like the song fits the album just because, especially we're talking about like the intro was him retiring. Right. <laughs> you know? You know what I'm yeah. saying? The intro was him talking about the leaving. Was the game. To be taken over. Yeah. And then you got the sequel that's leading the second half of the album. I mean, if you look at it that way, but hey, that's just me though. Um, and it, so since we're here, let's talk about the features. Bleak on three songs. <laughs> um, you know, leading uh, continues. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I feel like he was really doing Bleak a solid. You know what I'm saying? He put him on his album. This is his Bleak probably Bleak checks on for this album is probably still nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, he been chilling. So, so he, I know he ain't worried about it. But Bleak, you got Bleak, you got Foxy Brown, which Foxy Brown and Hove. I don't know what happened there, but you know, this was like their last kind of hurrah. Um, Wasn't this uh, around the close of the time she was about to get locked up? No, nah, this was a uh, this was or that's that. a couple years after. Yeah, this yeah that's was before that. Uh, and then you got the locks. On he did firm after this. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, the firm. And maybe the firm was what happened. Maybe she chose up with the wrong clip. Who knows? But uh, I mean, somebody know. Uh, not us though. <laughs> uh, but uh, <laughs> Reservoir Dogs. That's probably the that's probably one of the best crew cuts. You know what I'm saying? Uh, like. In hip hop history, you got the locks, you got Sauce Money, you got Beanie Siegel, who nobody nobody knew who he was. You know what I'm saying? He, he came yeah. in fucking came in wrecking who shit. Who thinks uh, to put all those p- 
people on the same song. Like he he was thinking out the box. He was like, let me grab people from over here, somebody you never heard of. Let me get it is weird homie. that it's weird that the locks and hope was beefing for a little bit. Right. And yeah, Seagull. Yeah. They was all beefing for a little bit. So but that was oh, they were. Who else was on the album? Uh Kid Capri, of course. DMX. Oh <laughs> Jesus. Uh DMX was yeah. on the album. DMX. Ja Rule, DMX. Sauce Money. Sauce Money. Sauce Money. Was it Mill on the song? Was it yeah, she, she, she was on Can I Get Her? Yeah. Can't even kill that right now. Get her that off was her. Here. That was her coming out party too. Yep, you would have killed that. Get her off of here. Why you put her on there? Um, you know, but hey. And then she did the vocals to Jigga Wet. Yeah. Yeah, she did. Oh, yeah. Jazz Jazz Gazzo. Gazzo. Gazzo over here. The Gazzo. Rangers. Yeah. So this album had some pretty, like, it had, like, hood features. Yeah. Like, are, we talking about who, are we talking about which ones are the best? Are we trying to go for who's, what was the best features? The best feature is DMX. Nope. Sorry. That's a, that's a shot from the hip. <laughs> best feature <laughs> is, uh, <laughs> the best feature is the Reservoir Dogs. That's, I mean, mm. just because it was so stacked and it was such a good song. It wasn't like nobody slacked. Everybody came with it. That was a good feature. Whole might have had the weakest verse on there. And it was hard. Man, ah, that's tough, man. For me, I uh, damn, best feature. It's, I think, I think, I think Reservoir Dogs is the most stacked feature. I think most memorable feature is probably DMX. Um, just from an energy standpoint, and just let's not, in the, let's not sleep on Jazz Zone too. No, oh, I was, yeah, no, hey. and then no, and then I was gonna say that's, that's my feature. Let me get that one. I was gonna say I was gonna say to me for the jazz old feature, I, I think that's the best, you know, buddy feature. Like somebody that like he knew, I think they bounced off each other well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely for me on the features, the DMX feature was a big one for me because I was a big X fan at the time. I was feeling what he was doing with Rough Riders. What he was doing with his own shit. So him and Jay, they their chemistry was natural and dope. <clears throat> um, Jazzo, of course. Um, that dope flow that he has was like crazy on the Timbaland beat. So I just thought those two together with the staccato flow was sick. And then um JD. I like I like JD's feature, honestly. I'm from the South, so you know, I gotta <laughs> represent. Yeah, I can respect that. For me, when you're when you're looking at the album, the the uh, Jazzo and DMX were back to back, and so you're yeah. you're, you're looking at the Jigga What song is a is a up tempo, like you said, the staccato flows, like you know, the tempo is really fast. And then the next song he goes on with DMX, and then he slows it down, but he can still do his thing. So it's like for me, you're jumping. You know what I mean? Like you're almost jumping from the ends of the spectrum, but still you you mesh well with both on both ends. And it just seems like, you know what I mean? Like this gives me the idea that what can't you do if you can back to back these songs and kill them both highlights of the album, um, you know, and everybody's on there doing what they're supposed to do. Nobody slacked. And it was just, that was just dope to me to go from that song to the next song, you know, with everything changing, so it's pretty dope. That's real. And let's shout out again the Rangers. 
<laughs> the Rangers came that's through so and killed cool. shit. But if I'd say the best feature was Reservoir Dogs, because it was a stack. Like I said, nobody slacked. You know, Sheik Luch. People sleep on Sheik Luch, but he be coming. Pause. <laughs> I, I, still, I still do sleep on him, though. And, that, and that's, you know, it's a admitted fault of mine, but I still have slept on him for forever. Yeah, I, I, I think the hard part is he he raps with Jadakiss and Styles. Like it's hard, yeah. it's hard or, or not hard. It's easy to 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 forget him when they're rapping. Yeah, right. they, I mean yeah. they're clearly a tier above him. You know, but, what I, mean? I mean I know this is a whole podcast, but I'm gonna just say this: Have you heard his first two albums? Who she Lucius? Yeah. No. They're worth listens. I'm not gonna lie mm-hmm. to you. I'm gonna, have, I'm gonna have to go back and check them out because I listened to them. I believe when they first dropped a long time ago. But other than that, I haven't been back to check them. All right, best lyrical performance. I feel like it's a cheat code to say, "Nigga, what was the best lyrical performance?" Hey, listen, don't play games <laughs> with me, bro. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying like it's a cheat code. It's like come on, come like because he was doing something that. If he wasn't a hardcore JT fan, like I wasn't back then, so I didn't know he could rap fast like that, you know. And it was kind of like so, like just from like a kind of outside of point, it's like this is definitely the best of performance because he's rapping fast, he's saying bars, and he's killing it, you know. So, but <laughs> yeah, it's like it's too easy to say that. Am I? Am I? I mean, yeah, you're right. But if That's it's, why but I went if with it's something the else. winner, then it, if it's right, then it's right though. So I mean, okay. What was it? I picked this like that for his best lyrical performance because he has some heavy bars on that track. Mm. Yeah. Hold on, hold on. I picked I, I, I pick definitely um, Nigga What. Uh, I knew Jay-Z could rap like that because I remember I Can't Get With That. Um, I remember that song. Um, you, you had cable like that back then? No, my aunt, <laughs> no, my no. We had, I mean, we had cable a little bit like that, but my aunt always did. And so when we went to my aunt's house, like that was like, like I knew I was gonna watch TV the whole weekend because I'm gonna watch everything. She had yeah. all the channels, um, so it's like I remember that song. But obviously, I, I think f- for me the reason why that one was uh, was the best lyrical performance because I made it a point to. This was still when people put the lyrics into the into the the booklets. Booklet, yeah. And so mm-hmm. I learned the song like word for word, and so knowing exactly what he was saying as fast as he was saying it that was a cheat code for me because other people would know the song but they didn't know the song and I could rap the whole song and I knew what he was saying and so seeing other people's reactions like like once like if I could like explain what he was saying in certain parts it was like almost creating a new fan for the song because they were like oh I didn't, mm-hmm. know, I didn't know he said that and it was like yeah he said that shit you know what I mean where <laughs> so it was it was different it was like you know what I mean? It was like bringing somebody into, you know, my little nerd moment, my little fan out moment. I had that same type thing happen. Um, if you have been to whole shows, you know that he does this song and he splits the crowd and everything, you know, whatever. Right. And you, you do that. The, the first verse comes on and you do that verse. And then the person that's next to you at the concert is like, wait, what? <laughs> like yep. you spit that whole verse. 
Like, yeah, yeah. I did. Cause there's like, like Paul said, like that was one of the first fast rapping songs I ever attempted to learn. Uh, nope. And you know, you, you do get people looking at you sideways, like, like, wow, you really knew that verse. Like, yeah, it's a lot of practice going into this, but. <laughs> Man, I, I, you talk about practice. I remember just going, just replaying it, replaying it, replaying yeah. it, replaying yeah. it. And I would do it reading it, and then I'd do it without reading it. And then, you know what I mean? Just, man. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> I did the same thing with Life After Death. Um, notorious thugs, because you know, <laughs> yep. dog. So I, had, I, I had that. I had to record it on a tape as a single and listen to it back and forth to get what they were saying because they didn't have the lyrics out back then. So, yeah, see, that, I definitely see, feel that see, that song. I didn't have it, but the homie had it when I was going to summer school. So I, I was, I had to learn it on his discman, like on the bus ride. Yeah. So that's so I learned I learned Big's verse that way. You know what I mean? Yeah, something else. Uh, yeah. I think uh my best lyrical lyrical performance, my favorite lyrical performance. Well not my favorite, the best one I think is that first verse of Ride or Die. Oh, I was waiting to see if anybody <laughs> yes. was gonna point that one out. Yep. He, he was, was he was bragging, bragging he on He was chopping. <laughs> He was he was mm. chopping. He was letting niggas know like, hey, don't get shit fucked up. Like, you know, mm. like like I'll kill your whole shit. You know what I'm saying? All that pretty bullshit you fuck talk about, I'll dead all that shit. So and for it to be like true. Like oh, Yeah, I know. This is cold. This when is he was cold. talking about ghostwriting at the Back time, then. I didn't really I didn't oh, really yeah. understand it. But now that we've heard Nigga you know, his ghostwriting skills, I was like, yeah. wait, because it's hitting the hole differently when I listened I to it. Right. I was like, ooh-wee, like, this was hitting way harder. Because <laughs> now I want to say he wrote Getting Jiggy with it. Oh, for, Seriously? Uh, for Will? I, yeah. I want to say he wrote that. I want to say I see wow. that. How you dropping bombs? Hold on. Let me, <laughs> let me, let me double check. Bruh. Gotcha. <laughs> but I want to say he wrote that. Damn. <laughs> if he did, that's kind of... See what I'm saying? Like, it hit way differently. You hear that song when you talk about ghostwriting. That's a fact. Because, well, I'm not even understanding right now. <laughs> wow. That would be weird if he wrote that. <laughs> but that, that would speak to, again, we talked about this before, but the level of genius to be able to tap into those, you know, different lanes and do them well. Yeah, he he ain't, he ain't on the credits. I seen on Wikipedia, but I mm. I thought I heard that he wrote "Get Jiggy" with it. Well, nah, I'm, on ti- I'm on title right now, and I don't see his, him in the credits. Okay, so I don't know I if he was cool with Willie at that point. <laughs> yeah, you know, he had that little bar on what was it? Uh, Change the game. Volume three still sold more records than Will Smith. Yeah. I don't know if he. I mean, but was it? But was it fast though? You can't really be mad at that. I mean, look, the jab <laughs> is a jab, you know. <laughs> you know. Oh, Nas broke in jiggy with it. Oh, wait, what? Still heavy though. Wait, what? <laughs> it's still heavy. <laughs> that doesn't That's what even. This article says. I can't even hmm. see Nas rapping like that. That don't even sound right. That's what. But I mean, if it, I mean, if it's true, it's true. But it just, you know. But uh. Like, in like uh, I remember Paul had that bar about a uh, Busta Rhymes song right here. 
Artist Bugs Bunny, song bugging. Ghostwriter yep. Jay Z. Nope. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I'm, yeah off, 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 the, off the Space Jam soundtrack, off man. Off the Space Jam joint, yeah. That had me, like, that really, like, I was tripping off that when yeah. I figured that out. Yeah, so, best lyrical performance, of course. And, and Lorraine, I feel you on that, um, you know, that little sidebar you had about, um, you know, the concert. I remember that, you know, uh, the, the Blueprint 3 concert when he did, when he brought Bleak out to do it. You know, yeah. <laughs> he brought Bleak out. I think that was, I actually had that, the person I went to that concert with, I was actually in Arizona and um, they caught it on video. <laughs> and, yeah. I was, and I didn't know it was actually happening. I saw the video back and I was like, okay, I mean, I was doing all right. <laughs> <was doing> yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that was a tight concert moment because you're right, he, he do split it up and, and the whole shit be cracking. So, but yeah. uh, what else we got on the review? What else we got? Track left off the hard drive. Ooh, see, every track deserves to stay. I know. Yep, coming of age. See that? <laughs> there you go. There he jumped in again. Okay. Go ahead Whatever. and leave that one in the. Leave that one on the hard drive. <laughs> we don't need this it. is probably the only whole album that I say that every track can stay on this album. Even the songs that were on yeah. soundtracks before, they blew up somewhere else. I just don't like yeah. them on the album. But every song on this album can stay. It's 14 Ooh. hard songs, dog. That's what I'm going It's 13. No, no skips. No, oh. no skips. <laughs> he 13. said it's 13. <laughs> with one skip. Yeah. I, I mean, if I have to make a choice, I'm going to go with Paper Chase. Same. Yeah, if that's I have to, like, if I force That's what I had written down. Song, yeah. It's Paper Chase. Should have left it on the hard drive, huh? Yeah. Yep. If I have to make a choice, like you said, it's hard. But if I have to, it's a paper trick. Just let Foxy have it. Foxy is your song. Yeah, First yeah, time. yeah. You could have gave it. There you go. <laughs> y'all really, been fine on her album. That probably would have really, been the best song. <laughs> y'all really trying to keep bleak, huh? Y'all just you know, <laughs> man, hey, man. I, 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 like, I bleak, like that song. <laughs> <laughs> y'all, man. Well, y'all. What you want me to do? <laughs> uh, All right. It. Memorable B sides. Memorable B sides. Favorite Ooh. album cuts. I, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say, because uh, you brought that up, Chris. Uh, if I should die. Yep. Yeah. Um. That's man. You know what I mean. Uh, yeah. Um. What else? A week ago. Yep. And uh. Reservoir Dogs. Mm-hmm. Yep, I got all three of them, and then ride or die. Yeah, ride or die. Even though it's produced by Stevie J. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of adds to the Mace thing. I know, right? A little bit. It's like that's that's intricate. It's <laughs> very intricate. I mean, Jay Jay worked with Diddy on his previous album, so you know they had that relationship there. Oh wow! Yeah, that's true. But yeah, but he still anybody was getting it. They're like, it don't, it don't matter. Like you, you just oh yeah, rapping, well, we rapping. He, he, you know. he number two, even in his own videos. Yeah, <laughs> Damn, talking greasy into that nigga. Talking greasy, greasy that nigga for real, didn't he? Uh, damn, he did greasy though. Now he greased the fuck out of him. Uh, what else we got? Uh, so I think um, I'm gonna go ahead. Remember B sides. All what all y'all said. I'm gonna add. It's like that. I like that song. And I didn't like it when it first dropped. Out first drop. But I, I, like, I, I like it now. 
It's probably because I, I understand lyrics a little better now. You know, like back yeah. then I was like kind of like on this like the you know like the beat was hard. I fucked with it. That beat was but, hella repetitive. That made you not want to listen to it, honestly. But yeah, it was like doo, doo, doo. Yeah. <laughs> same kind of like same kind of keys, just yeah. But I fuck with that. I fuck with it hard. <laughs> I feel like we haven't given the actual title track of this album enough just do in this segment. I think the hard part is it's like it's one of those songs that's like a it's a it's a classic, you know, and it's uh and it's memorable, but it's also like a you know, I find myself also having that love-hate relationship because it's a single. Yeah. And like when and, and like when the radio overdoes a single, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and it wasn't just the radio, it was the video was out. Right, right, right. Everything, um, everything was commercials. Yeah. yeah. So it, it kinda so it kinda, you know, it kind of took away from some of it. That's one of those moments almost in reverse, Chris, where because you brought up uh, you know, culture vultures is in the third. There's like moments where you want people to kind of get hip hop and you're like, yo, I need you to understand it because like you're not getting it. Yeah. And then there's moments where everybody else takes a song. And then they, and then it's like, damn, right? Like now you fucking up my listening because now you took it, and now you're sweating it, and and you're making it not fun. And that, in some ways, kind of happened with Hard Knock Life. Like it's, yeah, you know, it's a song that kind of at that time I I loved it and hated it because mainstream loved it. So it's like they took something from me. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can feel that. Definitely feel it. But it hits different after. You listen to the intro, and Ho's not rapping on the intro, and then the song comes on, and the song is like super, like kind of you know the beat is slow, and he kind of just like talking you through it, and then he just starts spitting. And it's like it's 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 a classic moment in hip hop. <laughs> the, the beat is monstrous, dog. Yeah, you know it's a classic moment in hip hop. And, and then, like, and then uh, the, oh yeah, go ahead, go ahead. But I feel like it was so big that we didn't have to really mention it, like in the room. Yeah. You right. I think everybody would know. That's what everybody's expecting to say about it. Yeah. Subject matter wise, for him to rap about what he was rapping about with Annie singing in the background, that's crazy when you really (laughs) think about it. You know what I mean? Like, but then, like, kind of, you know, and then the play, like, you know, like, of course, Annie gave you, like, kind of like the, like, the kind of, um, like, glamorized version of a hard knock life, you know, like, kind of, like, you know, um, in an orphanage and shit, but then like on the different side, when you got like in the hood, like the hood is a hard knock life too. You know what I'm saying? Like fucking like niggas getting murdered and niggas are doing drugs, crooked cops and all kind of corruption. But that stuff is not really talked about. And whole kind of you know in, in a poppy way, kind of made you like bring light to like, like you know what I'm saying? like the life we live in over here is a hard knock. This is a hard knock life more than. You know, the school of the hard knocks, you know what I'm saying? Like, like for real, like, it ain't no, like, like this ain't no play, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is fucking real shit right here. Like, when I say that I'm out here fighting for my life and, you know, I, I got to carry guns, I got to worry about this person and that person and, you know, saying, like, the police running down on me and fucking robbers running down on me and just kind of just living that kind of lifestyle. Like, it just, it just perfect marriage, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just, you know, but he took, like, some, like, super, like, Broadway shit and made yeah. it hood and it right and it translated just perfectly. Yeah, yeah. The, the parallels between the two, like if you're looking at 
Annie and her being, you know, adopted or whoever by this by this rich dude and now being kind of on the outside talking about what was happening, you know, beforehand. And him now, Jay being who he was at the time, growing, you know, being this big man and being on the next level money-wise, talking about, mm-hmm. you know, the things that used to happen. You know, they're, they're so parallel in that way. It's crazy. Yeah. So that was... That was a dope spin. I mean, that, that was a dope spin. But, but you know, like like I said, I don't think we had to mention it, but I just feel like I don't want people to think that it's not. It, <laughs> we did, we did ignored it. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> it's still a classic song, you know. But I definitely feel that because, like, singles do get burnt out. Yeah. Especially shit that win Grammys, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, that shit gets burnt out. Like, it gets fucking... Yeah, you know, like, because then you take like the pop element of it, the you know the Broadway element of it. And you got people write think pieces on it, you know, kind of shit. Yeah, it's just kind of gets kind of crazy. But the overall vibe of the album, what do y'all think? What the overall vibe of the album was? Can I go ahead and say? My go ahead. Go ahead. I feel like he was trying to run away from Volume One, not because it was. Not because it was a bad album, but because I like I like I think he was trying to. I, like I still think Volume One is a big album, you know. Uh, big had just died, um, you know. Puff was I think Puff was in Hope's ear for a little bit, like trying to like really like you know just kind of I don't know what Puff was trying to do, but I feel like for a short time, for a amount of time, hmm. Puff was in Hope's ear trying to like you know do whatever, hmm. and I feel like he did that album. The album has cuts. The album is, you know, a good album. But this album was like, he's trying to, you know, he's trying to get away from from that sound. And this is his sound. You know, yeah. This is the Rockefeller sound, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. This was like the age of him bringing in Timbaland and Swiss Beats and that whole new sound to the industry and just crossing over in the mainstream big time because uh, he said it um, what y'all slept on me on my first album I did prophecy on it <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then the second one and then the second one y'all started bubbling with me with the pop shit so this one he came full throttle so yeah you know and then and even though it was like he tried to go pop. And this album, I don't feel like he was trying to go pop, and it popped. Excuse my expression, that was a little. <laughs> but uh, double entendres over there. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like I feel like like he 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 went back to his formula. You know what I'm saying? Having less known, lesser known artists on his albums instead of having like the Puffs and the Black Streets and the, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like Babyface. You know, like he he just. He did his, he just went, because this album, even though volume three is not like on par with volume two, but the sound is similar. It's dark, gritty, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, and it's, it, it sounds more like, like, like that than, you know, the first, because even like Reasonable Doubt sounded like that too. Like, like the theme of Reasonable Doubt was kind of dark, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then volume two and three kind of dark themes. But volume one was like poppy. It had like a lot of bubblegum, not bubblegum, I don't want to say bubblegum, but this is, this is a lot of beats that didn't sound like, they don't sound, it, that album doesn't sound like the rest of those, mm-hmm. like, uh, like that first four. 
So I feel like this album, he was, he was like, this was him stepping into his own kingdom. Like I'm stepping out of this life. Big's my man. I fuck with everybody. I fuck with the industry. But this is how Rockefeller gonna do shit, and we gonna sound like this. You know what I'm saying? Yep. You know we gonna have Swiss beats. We gonna have the Rangers. You know what I'm saying? We gonna and we gonna just hit them in the mouth. You know, and that's kind of that's what I feel like the vibe was. You know, he was trying to really make Ho Ho again. Mm. Um, I th- when I you know when I listen to this album, uh, yeah, I see exactly. I see where you're coming from. Um. I think this is definitely, I think this is, it's kind of like the, uh, like winning the first championship, you know? Um, It's like, you know, when you look at his albums before, it's like, you know, he's trying to figure out how he wants to do it. You know, I think he's trying to figure out, you know, he, he, I think he's understanding of, okay, I, I can do this. I have the skills to do it. I can compete with everybody, but you know, where do I, where do I want to go? And I think the hard part is, is, you know, when you got reasonable doubt and then volume one, like in that time period, there was a lot of stuff changing in hip hop. And I think with this album, he decided like, you know, kind of like what Chris is saying, like, I'm I, okay, I'm going to go my own way. And if you, if you fuck with me, you're going to follow it. And if you don't, you won't, but eventually you'll catch on, you know? Uh, cause there was just a lot of changes going on, you know, in, in hip hop, uh, prior to this album, uh, with different artists coming out, so many different sounds, uh, deaths, you know, beefs, East coast, West coast beef, big and Tupac dying. I mean, just so much happening. And then it's like, when he did this album, he was like, okay, I'm gonna just, what, what I think is hot, what I want to do, that's, what's going to be it. And I'm just, and, and he just never looked back from there. You know, he definitely just has always kind of been in his own space since this album. Like he, you know, and like I said, if you roll with it, you roll with it. And if you don't, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you, Ray? Um, My feel of the album, I kind of... I, I love what you said about winning the first championship. I think that was I think that was the bar. That was that was pretty dope. Um, for me though, when I'm looking at it, it's almost to me like when you, when you're thinking about the features that's on it, the people that he was working with that you know he didn't work with very much after that and that type of thing. To me, the feel was I've been gritty and I can be gritty, and I've been doing you know I've been doing that. I'm still in touch with that, but y'all about to start to feel the next level. And I think that that even plays a part when you're looking at the cover art as you go through it. The first two albums, just him on the cover. And then you get him on this album with the Bentley on there. Like, I'm still in touch with the, with the old stuff, but now it's time to take y'all with me to this, to this next level that I'm about to go to, which is, you know, the brag rap, the... I'm the best. Uh, I got what you ain't got, and you ain't gonna never have it. Like that type of feel to it. That mm-hmm. that's to me where I felt like this album was. As you as you're kind of progressing through, uh, it's just like yeah, I'm still in tune with the old stuff, but um, it's time to take it to where nobody else can go. 
and, and I'm gonna show you. Yeah, definitely. You know, classic album, one of the whole top five albums. This is one of the top five. I got very near and dear to my heart, so I'm gonna. That's <laughs> one of the top yes, five. Sir. I don't know if it's one, yes, two, on my two, list. two, three, four, five, but this is one. This is one of the classic ones. Cole got a few classics, like Cole got classics, but this is like he. But then he also has like super classics, like yeah. you know, like classics that like nobody's gonna like 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 down talk this album. You know what I'm saying? If they do, they're haters. This is one definitely of his, one of his 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 pinnacle type albums. This yeah, is this is a gold star. This is yeah. hard not. Why are you too hard not? This is one of the. This is probably the first gold star we reviewed on here. Yep. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yes, sir, like, it is. Like we had to do it. Took us a minute. <laughs> we got here though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Six but uh, oh yeah, yo, yo, thanks for listening, everybody. Yes. Peace. Uh, I'll let y'all appreciate your support and everybody. Uh, yo, we, we gotta get, a, we, we gotta get Ty on here too, huh? We gotta get Ty on here in one of these. Oh yeah, he'll. We'll see. He he We'll see. Uh. Uh, yeah, but appreciate everybody who's listening uh, and engaging in the group. Uh, we have an email now. It's goatpods, go, uh, goatpod1996 at, at gmail.com. If you want to. Oh, that's, that's nice. Oh, I like that. Nice. you want to hit us up on there, go ahead. All right, y'all. Let us know how we doing. All that good stuff. <laughs> yep. All right, y'all. Peace. Yes, sir. Peace. Have a good one.